Good morning. It's seven minutes after nine o'clock, and uh, we've had a big global warming conference in Dubai. Um, there are photographs of Germany uh, where apparently the snowstorms have been pretty drastic. Um, it's the sort of thing that happens whenever they uh, have one of these global warming conferences. Somebody gets frozen out. Uh, but that's just weather, Mr. Hansen. Just weather. Don't pay any attention to it. That's all it is. I don't know what you're screaming about. Yeah. These folks are here to save the planet. There is an airplane parked on the tarmac that had so much snow on it that it lifted the front wheel off the ground and dropped the tail section uh, on the ground. Uh, it was not a jet necessarily heading for this uh, for this conference, but that's how cold and snowy it was there. Oh, you just can't make this thing up. And then uh, the the president of the conference said, "There's no science behind demands." for a phase-out of fossil fuels. Uh, United Arab Emirates uh, Sultan uh, Al-Jabbar said uh, the phase-out of coal, oil, and gas would take the world back to caves. He is so right. He is so right. Uh, Now, I understand that his, his country is in the business of selling carbon fuels, but the fact is, this is just utter nonsense, and the mayor of Columbia, Missouri, is there. It's just hard to, it's just hard to swallow. Um, the president of COP28, Sultan Al-Jabbar, uh, has claimed there is no science indicating that a phase-out of fossil fuels is needed to restrict global warm, uh, global heating uh, to one and a half degrees Celsius. He also said the phase-out of fossil fuels would not allow sustainable development unless you want to take the world back to caves. Of course, uh, media on the left thought this was incredibly concerning that that somebody, uh, you know, at this climate de- a conference would be a climate denier. So they, of course, uh, eviscerate him and anybody who disagrees with them. Um, and, and, and now you've got uh, our climate czar, Lurch. Who is uh, you know he's saying he's he's getting more and more uh, militant uh, about his uh, push for uh, banning carbon fuels. These people need to get a life. They really do. The story in the Wall Street Journal: Wealthy nations are sending tens of billions of dollars to poorer ones for clean energy, the linchpin of a global strategy to cut greenhouse gas emissions in the developing world. But two of the most ambitious efforts yet in South Africa and Indonesia are now at risk of unraveling, sowing doubts about the rich world's ability to push this crap on poor countries. Uh, But don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay. We'll we'll just uh, give up eating beef to make them happy. We're giving up cars. We're giving up uh, fuel to generate electricity, which they need for their battery-powered cars. And they want us to eat cockroaches and other bugs. Beef prices, by the way, have hit a new high, retailing at $8 a pound uh, to beat the COVID pandemic uh, record of 10 cents, uh, 10, by 10 cents, uh, according to data from the Department of Agriculture. 
But that's all right, because we'll be eating less beef. There'll be much less demand when you give up eating hamburgers and steaks and all kinds of other beef products. We can't, I'm sorry, we just, we can't have you uh, consuming that. We are going to end up living in caves if these people get their way. And here's something else I thought was uh, kind of interesting. It sort of ties together with this. The uh, global warming alarmists want people to move into urban areas. They want them to live in the big city. Don't be sprawled out in urban, uh, in suburban and rural areas uh, because you won't need a car. Uh, it, it, will, it will save a, a ton of money and uh, it'll end uh, CO2. But there is a little hitch in the get-along. Apparently... Uh, there are studies now that show people who live in greener neighborhoods have several health benefits, including lower levels of stress, cardiovascular disease, among others, uh, indicates the exposure to parks, trees, and other green spaces can slow the rate at which our cells age. The study was published in Science of the uh, Total Environment, found that people who lived in neighborhoods with more green space, had longer um, uh, telomeres, uh, which are associated with longer lives and slower aging. So apparently, sprawling out into the suburbs and into rural areas can help you to live a longer life. I don't know how that jives with the, oh, everybody should move into the city. We should be building up, not out. How did this get to be such a religion for people on the left? I mean, everybody on the left buys this. It's not a political issue to the best of my knowledge. It shouldn't be a political issue. Why is it that people on the left are so convinced that man-made global warming exists and that it's a problem to the extent that it will destroy life on Earth left unabated? When people on the right think, well, this is nonsense. Even if it is a degree or two warmer, it's not the end of the world by any means. In fact, I think some people on the right are of the impression that if you take colder climates and you make them warmer, you have a, 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 a longer growing season. How did this get to be an issue of the left? Why is it people on the left are so convinced I mean, they're gluing themselves to pavement. They're throwing cans of soup at, at, at uh, artwork. They're blocking traffic. They're holding these meetings. And by the way, uh, just as a, as a quick aside, Brian, uh, there's an article in the Cleveland Pain Dealer. How many people do you think went to that COP28 global warming thing in Dubai? 2,000? That sounds about right. I'm, I mean, 5,000? I, I don't know. 50,000. Well, actually, the number is 70,000. Apparently, the correct answer to the question, how many people do you think it takes to hammer out a global climate agreement, <laughs> is 70,000. Oh, That's my. about how many people are expected to turn up in Dubai over the next few weeks for this COP28. Uh, UN Climate Confab. 
You know, something I read this weekend, and it kind of shocked me. This is in the New York Times. The United States and 21 other countries pledged on Saturday to the U.N. Climate Summit in Dubai to triple nuclear energy capacity by 2050, saying the revival of nuclear power was critical for cutting carbon emissions to near zero in the coming decade. We're talking about global warming, and Brian was explaining to me uh, about this uh, New York Times piece on nuclear uh, nuclear energy, which I thought the left hated. That's what I thought. But apparently... Have they come around all of a sudden? Well, I think they're desperate, Brian. You cannot... You what, cannot, they figured out that batteries, windmills, and solar panels aren't going to cut it? Apparently, they've come to the conclusion that you cannot live without a solid source of energy. <laughs> We've been telling them that for 20 years. How did it get to be a religion with the left? How is it that it is the Democrats in particular, and, and this is no exaggeration, I would venture a bet that 80-plus percent of Democrats are totally in the tank on this whole man-made global warming thing. And most Republicans that I talk to are not. How did this get to be a left-right issue? I don't think... I don't think the other side even listens when our experts come out and explain what's going on. It's just like a religion. Let me go to the phones. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. You can also go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. That'll pop up here in the studio. We'll kick it off with Roger. Roger, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. Yeah, I, I agree they're trying to get us to move into the cities and the high-rise apartments. But, you know, Joe Biden is not going to give up his beach house. He's not going to give his, give up his vacations on the Martha's Vineyard. And John Kerry's not going to give up his private jet. And he's not going to give up the yacht that he doesn't pay taxes on. The elitists are going to keep everything they want and drive the rest of us into basically holding cells. But why is it a left-right issue? How is it that so many Democrats, I mean, they will argue this tooth and nail in spite of all the failures of their predictions and all the other nonsense. Uh, they just don't give it up. And yet the other side goes, no, nah, I'm not buying this. How did it get to be a left-right issue? Well, because if you haven't noticed, Democrats have very little common sense. <laughs> They're elitists and... and They've never lived in the real world that working people and people that uh, uh, work hard and try to make a better life for themselves and their families. Democrats don't do it. They get either get it handed to them or the government gives it to them. I don't know. There are an awful lot of uh, very wealthy Democrats who are who are pushing this. I, I, I just I don't I don't think they ever look at anybody else's answer. To, to the environment. They they have their own set of beliefs and they stick their fingers in their ears and it's nah, 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 because they don't want to hear it. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, they have a large group of voters that support them doing that and they don't have any common sense either. <laughs> All right, Roger, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You cannot give up energy. You can't. You know, even cavemen used carbon fuels. We've used carbon fuels from the dawn of mankind. 
When cavemen took wood and leaves and started fire to keep warm, that's carbon fuel. Uh, and suddenly they want to find a way to eliminate. It's, it's not even possible. It's a, it's a pipe dream. Get over it. And the world is not coming to an end. There are benefits galore. If, if it's CO2, plants and green things are growing. If it's warming up, that means, you know, you can plant later in, in uh, northeast Ohio or North Dakota. I don't even care. Honestly, I don't even care if the poles begin to melt. I, I don't give a rodent's rectum. Oh, the ocean levels will rise up. And it is, it's been rising up for a thousand years. Since the end of the last ice age, ocean levels have been rising. It's ridiculous to suddenly think, you know, by not having a, a V8 engine, by not eating steak, by consuming cockroaches instead of food, that somehow that's going to stop. It's not. Until the next ice age hits, it's going to continue. Wake up, leftists. You're making everything more expensive. Ray, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Doing well. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Okay. On this global warming, the leftists have got to have something they can scare a small majority of the populace into thinking, and then it's just like the old wives' tale where you tell one, oh, I cut my finger, and before you know it, they had to have the arm amputated. It inflates, and it keeps growing and growing. That's the whole reason. That and the leftists are making money off of it. They're redistributing it. Money is the big key. They are yes. redistributing it, and, and they don't think anything of saying, well, the United States is going to give so many billions of dollars those are my dollars. I didn't give you the authority to do that. Right. And why are we sending all this money everywhere else when it should be spent here in the U.S. for our people, veterans, uh, the homeless? You know, I could make a laundry list of people it should go to, but it should, doesn't. I think it should go to the people who earned it. That's who should right. get the money. They should get the money they earned. Shouldn't cost right. a, a millionaire a hundred thousand dollars to live in this country. It's not fair. No, it needs to cost them a lot more than that because, okay, I'm a blue collar worker, yeah. and my taxes. I sit and watch my taxes going across this, away from the U.S., going for all these other places, and why? So we can make goodwill. You know what? After World War II, we were a creditor nation. Everybody owed us money. Now we are a debtor's nation because we keep borrowing and giving away instead of doing what we should do. Yeah, but... And the leftists... And this global warming, the leftists has got to have something they can scare the populace into spending more money for something they don't need. But that doesn't mean that millionaires should have to pay more to live in this country than you and me. 
No, it doesn't. That simply means they're spending more than they should. Uh, and using exactly. the, uh, using the specious argument that, well, they make more, they should pay more. No, 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 no. People who make a lot of money make the rest of us wealthier. Ray, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Roy is on. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Um, go Pack Go. Um, sorry. Sorry, Brian. Um, <laughs> here, here we go. Had to get that in there, didn't you? Well, how many chances do I get? Honestly. <laughs> The Super Bowl one is a long time ago. Yes, it was. Anyway, Gary, you and I are going to—we're about to disagree, but only if you listen. The <laughs> divide is not left and right so much on on the accepting of global warming. The the divide is rural versus versus uh, city people. City people live in a in an environment that they entirely constructed. People who live closer to the land see through this fallacy so much faster. But as far as a democracy and the will of the people, the concentrations of people don't own property. That's why they don't like property rights. Socialism is an urban blight. Well, uh, to a large extent, I think you're right. Uh, It probably is more rural. I'm sorry. I'm glad I was sitting down. Well, based on what I'm told, you're you're almost always sitting down, but it's it's more. It, Sometimes it prob- I lie down. <laughs> You've seen more floors than Johnson's floor wax. You've been on. <laughs> All right, Roy. Thank you very much. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I've got uh, just a minute or so. Let me get Tom in here very quickly. Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, offer a perspective. Um, from my perspective. Um, I would begin, believe it or not, and this might seem unrelated, but uh, I would ask that people no longer use the term Democrat. It is time we call them what they are, which is communists. It's time that we take a position and convey common sense and decency. The reason I make that point is communists don't believe in a greater being. I do. We do. Uh, The leftists, the, the communists, need to fill the void of a greater being by suggesting that they as human beings could actually control what's going on in this globe. And that drives their behavior. All right, well, commercials drive mine. I got to go. Tom, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Where is, what's going on with the price of gold? Holy Toledo, that's next. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 9.35. Uh, apparently, uh, Bitcoin is uh, is up. Stock market uh, indices uh, are uh, slipped to start the week. Bitcoin and gold surge. And I've seen a couple of stories on gold, uh, and, and they, they kind of trouble me here. Um, gold soars past $2,100 to a new record. Analysts don't expect it to stop there. Implying that if you buy gold today, uh, as as they print more cash, it's going to be more and more valuable. But what I, I guess what got me is that it's a record. When adjusted for inflation, it's not a record. Uh, the actual record goes back to 1979. Uh, that's uh, that's when it was at its highest. But still. You know, $2,000 an ounce, that's kind of ridiculous, no?
I don't know. I I think it is. Uh, but you you know you just can't have this kind of debt. You can't keep running these social programs. They just don't work. Bitcoin is now up over forty one thousand. Uh, gold is uh, you know setting records. So when they say, and I, and I am not an expert on Bitcoin, and and people I know you've tried Bitcoin. People who uh, who understand it have have called and tried to explain it. And when I was thinking, uh, gee, what a hamburger! I can't I, I can't get this at all. Uh, I turned to Brian, and he goes, "Nope, I get it either. It's it's just something I've yet to wrap my head around." But when they say Bitcoin has jumped above 41,000, you know, clearly an alternative currency is more valuable now than it has been uh, for quite some time. What I want to know is $41,000 per what? Per ounce? I, I didn't think these were real coins, so you can't weigh them. Brian, do you understand it? I, I, I understand it perfectly. See, I've been to class many, many times. Apparently, you weren't paying attention. But uh, I have Bitcoin 101 that can help you out again. Okay. Uh -huh. yeah. uh -huh. And that's it. I still don't uh, understand you don't, it. You it don't sounds get the it, same huh? to me as it does when callers call in. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin has jumped above 41,000. 41,000 per what? Per coin? For the blockchain. Which makes no sense to, <laughs> to me at all. I mean, I don't doubt that it works. I've got friends of mine that have uh, invested in it, and, they, and they're very confident in it. Uh, but I, I just, I don't. I don't get it. Doesn't uh, doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know what it Anytime is. Anytime you ask someone about Bitcoin and ask them what backs it, it's <laughs> it's really funny to hear the answer. I think the answer of what backs it is just there is a limit, uh, a limited number of them. Uh, it would be like we got all the gold out, and this is all there is. And the currency's value is, you know, is based on this gold. So I think that's what, you know, there's only so many Bitcoins. Okay. And they won't make any more Bitcoins. Uh, and, and so if you've got one, it's worth something. But I don't, I don't, uh, see, there's, it's not like you, you get some currency that you put in your hand. Right. Although I think I've seen pictures of coins they call bitcoins, it's totally. It, if somebody wants to get take a stab at it, I'm sure we're not alone. I am sure we are not alone. Uh, but it it doesn't make sense. I just the only the only thing I can wrap my uh, brain around is there's just a limited number of them, um, and so as an alternative to cash, and the Federal Reserve, their value. Goes up and down, but I don't know. I don't know if it's an ounce or just a coin or a certain. No I don't know. I don't know. I have to admit it. I just don't. But gold, that I understand. It's a rare and precious metal, and 
you know, it, it was the coin of the realm. It probably will be again. Instead of having this paper currency that, uh, or cotton currency, I guess, that uh, just drops in value every year. Prices of uh, gold have risen for two consecutive months. Uh, the Israeli-Palestine conflict uh, is boosting demand for a safe haven asset. Well, expectations of interest rate cuts have provided uh, further support. Gold tends to perform well during periods of economic and geopolitical uncertainty due to its status as a reliable store of value. That I understand. That makes sense to me. That's, that's how you, no matter what happens in the economy, uh, it's, it's going to hold its value. Uh, uh, I, I was going to go into this royal story, but I think I'll save it for Jennifer Bukowski. She'll be on with us tomorrow uh, at about uh, 1030 uh, to explain what's happening to Megan and, and her husband. But I don't think they're royals anymore. We'll just say that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez grandstanding. Her clashes with Nancy Pelosi, the steaming pile of Pelosi. And that Met Gala dress alienated her own party, according to a new book. How does somebody like that get so powerful? Uh, in this, uh, this, uh, this new book... Uh, the Squad, AOC, and the Hope of a Political Revolution. They say that she has become a, a pariah in Congress. She alienated her own party with her grandstanding. Um, they said uh, she's so uncompromising, she generated hostility from all the ranks of Democrats, ranging from former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi down to fellow progressives, uh, according to the uh, Squad AOC and the uh, Hope of the Political Revolution, uh, the book is uh, by Ryan Grimm, and uh, I understand that. I really do. I, I think by being so honest, and this is this is my honest opinion, that she and the Squad are honest. Bernie Sanders is honest. That doesn't mean that I like them, not by any means. But they say out loud the quiet part. And that's why they're so looked, you know, looked at with such disdain by even members of their own party. It's like they've let the cat out of the bag. You can't. You can't tell them everything that we have planned, our future goals. We, we need to nibble at this a little bit at a time. And you're exposing our end game. We hate you for that. I think that's essentially what the Democrats are going through with AOC and the squad. And I think that's why they're disliked by Democrats. She's saying the quiet part out loud. And that is a problem for her. Uh, Justin says, have you heard about the government going, uh, uh, the government's going to be putting remote power kill switches on new cars? Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, Justin. Uh, if you weren't listening, uh, you need to call and give us your credit card number. 
Yeah, he called in already, and uh, I collected it. So, oh, did you better. get it? Uh-huh. I, I didn't get any of it. Oh, you didn't? No, I no. sent it to you. No, no, you didn't. I, yeah, I, you you should have it any day now. It's in the mail. Yeah. Oh, okay. I trust you. Okay. Uh huh. That's a first. <laughs> That's a lie too. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. They can, in fact. Do that. You know what? What they might do if they keep pushing this, this nonsense on cars. They might actually start increasing the demand for older cars because you can't control them. You can't put this automatic kill switch on somebody's 1972 Chevelle. That. Technology, that interactive technology doesn't exist. And it's scary. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, it's scary. And I know this because it happened to me. I'm driving to Cleveland, and I've got a uh, an E53 Mercedes, and it has all of the bells and whistles. And it apparently doesn't recognize when you're holding the steering wheel at 9 and 3. Everywhere else around the wheel, it says it senses your hand is on the wheel. So I'm driving, and it's real comfortable for me because my arms are long uh, to hold it there. And it doesn't sense my hands, so it sends up a little picture of a steering wheel and two red hands, one on each side. Uh, and it's a warning that it doesn't think I'm touching the wheel. Well, I thought... Yeah, it's like a seatbelt warning. Eventually, it'll stop. But no, it got bigger and louder. And then it flashed across the dashboard that it was going to shut the car off while I was driving if, if it didn't sense my hands on the steering wheel. And that was scary. I'm, I'm humming along at, you know, 70 miles an hour, maybe a little bit more. And suddenly, the car is telling me, <laughs> I'm going to shut down. No. <laughs> Uh, and it, it, look, I'm not. Uh, it's it's not that uh, Mercedes is alone on this. Just uh, everybody's got this kind of th- thing on their new cars. If you want us to drive these gas sippers, then uh, maybe you don't want to have so much control over them. Because in 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 spite of that, you know, I'm I might just want to buy an older car that you can't shut off. Just saying. Uh, one of the reasons, Chris says, that gold is up because central banks around the world are buying it up. I'm sure that's predicting uh, good news. <laughs> yeah, facetiously, Chris says. By the way, Chris sent me a, a very amusing email, uh, a link uh, to a story, and I will uh, read this to you. It, it, I'm telling you, it's good for a laugh. I, I was in stitches reading this. I'll do that next on The Gary Nolan Show. The Zimmer Radio Network. It's 9.52. Glad to have you with us. Uh, uh, Chris, who uh, regularly calls the program, he's a regular listener. He's, he's got a kind of a dry sense of humor, and I always enjoy his calls. Uh, he sent me an email. He said it was the funniest thing he had read since Dave Barry's uh, colonoscopy piece that I read on the air. And he said he cleaned it up a little bit, and uh, he sent it to me. And, and I read it, and it was funny. So I, I thought I would share this with you. Um, it's it's uh, apparently a letter to Arm and Hammer, 
Dear Arm and Hammer, as your customer, I would greatly appreciate in the future if you could affix warnings or perhaps bold letters depicting the words menthol on the bottle of your extra strength plus sinus rinse. As long as a longtime customer of your saline washes, I was left to assume that extra strength plus referred to the sodium level in the saline spray. I stand corrected in my assumption. It actually means spicy acid bath of nostril lava. The product set off an unexpected chain of events, which led me to quite literally soil my pants. As with prior sinus rinses, I inserted the nozzle into my nostril, tilted my head back. <laughs> and began to spray the saline wash into my nose letting it work its way through my sinus canals. Suddenly, with the thunderous vengeance, the menthol activated. <laughs> it felt like I had snorted pure wasabi. My whole head began to burn like a prostitute trying to enter the Vatican. I felt burning in places I had never felt sensation before. It was so hot, my third eye began to water. I can only describe it as my inside face had caught on fire. <laughs> Meanwhile, my teeth, armpits, and groin suddenly felt freezing cold. Parts of my body began to tingle as if my spidey sense was warning me that the worst was still yet to come. The sudden combination of sensations prohibited me from leaning forward to let it drain from my nose into the sink. Instead, it began to run down the back of my throat, sending me into uncontrollable coughing fit, ultimately leading to me losing control of my rectal retention. Oh, no. Thus removing my ability to govern self-control over my sphincter, which regrettably induced an episode of what I'd like to call unexpected wet flatulence of despair. I'd estimate I coughed five times in total while simultaneously <laughs> farting each time. <laughs> each one sounding exactly like air escaping a balloon blowhole uh, being pinched and spread apart. Crying out in a pitched whine mimicking someone whispering the words, Why? in a really, really sad voice. Take note, Arm & Hammer, half-blind on fire and soiling your pants were not mentioned in potential side effects. You may want to add that for legal purposes. I implore you, I uh, implore your marketing and design department to have the very spicy printed on the front of the label, <laughs> along with may, may poop pants. Your loyal customer, Sean. Uh, it's not quite the, the level of uh, Dave Barry, but... Still very amusing. I, I I laughed when I when I read it. It was it was good. All right, eight seven four ninety three ninety. Toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. I just got a message that is not for public consumption. Uh, very quickly, our, our Christmas dinner um, we had it filled completely, but a couple of people have had their plans change, uh, and this is the problem when you're making uh, plans uh, weeks in advance. Things come up, family things come up. So we have a few openings, and if you're interested in attending the dinner at CC City Broiler on December 16th, which is a Saturday, at 12 o'clock noon, the only way in is to send a message to me via GaryNolan.com. If you put messages up on the, the Gary on Guns Facebook page, or my personal Facebook page, or the Gary Nolan Show Facebook page, or my uh, email at Zimmer, 
I probably won't get it. So if you want in, just go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. Then they all come in at one place. And uh, that means that that uh, I have complete, you know. And, and you don't have to worry about cookies, because I don't put cookies on your computer. You don't have to worry about getting an email every day from me pontificating about something. It's just, you send me a message, I'll respond, let you know you're in, and that's, and that, unless you ask for more, that's all you're going to get from me. And that's all you'll get. But go to GaryNolan.com. we got a couple of people who have had uh, uh, changes of plans. And if you want to come to the dinner on December 16th at CC City Broiler at noon, uh, Jim Babka is going to be there. Send me a message. We'll let you in. And uh, in the meantime, because we have uh, two more hours to fill, uh, we've got all kinds of other information uh, that uh, we would like to share with you. Florida Republican chairman is under fire, apparently uh, accused of rape. How is it the Republicans are always engaged in these sexual exploits? Uh, remember the chairman of uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference? Uh, he's in trouble. Um, it, it's it's big news when the Republicans step out of line. Anyway, I'll share that with you and give you some of my insight. Uh, also, a story uh, in uh, the Epic Times, higher incidence of COVID-19 found among consistent mask wearers. Sometimes these studies are misleading. And there is, I think, a mistake being made in this study. I'll explain that to you next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 